Welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how you doing today? I'm feeling a little hearty today. You're feeling hearty. Because it's the day before Because Valentine's of day. the Valentine's Day right, holiday. Right, right. <laughs> I got you, didn't I? I never know what you're going to say, but I'm glad that you're feeling hearty. Yes, I am. Hearty. Hearty, not hearty. Not hearty. Which would be a play on my last name. <laughs> well, that's what I thought you were going for. I, I missed it initially, but then you you know, you know pulled out the Valentine's yeah, Day and I yeah, got it. So. so speaking of hearts... Yes. And what hearts do throughout our circulatory system, which is pump blood, right? That's right. They're a muscle. What do you know about blood clots, Jeff? No, they're not good for you, except unless unless they're on their skin where it's trying to come out. Okay. Well, so there you go, right? So um, that that's what... They have their place. That's what the clotting of your blood is supposed to do. It's supposed to help you kind of protect yourself from an injury that might happen on your skin and keep you from losing too much blood. That's right. the function of a blood clot. Right. Um, the problem is, is that sometimes blood clots form in our arteries or in our veins, even if there's no obvious injury. They get confused. Yeah, that's that's uh, according to the American Society of Hematology. And complications can occur. Some nasty ones. Uh, especially if they don't dissolve naturally or if you don't get treatment. So the signs and the symptoms of a blood clot differ depending on where it is, whether it's in your heart, your brain, your arm. Your leg, your lungs, mm-hmm. your abdomen, they can, they can have different signs and different symptoms. Right. Uh, some of these symptoms are common in, a, in other health issues, so you always want to consult with your doctor. And keep in mind that it's not uncommon for clots to have no symptoms at all. But today I want to talk just a little bit about some of the symptoms that you might want to watch out for. And this is according to an article that I found on the website, thehealthy.com. I'm ready. Give it you ready? to me. I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. So number one, this is one of the symptoms that you might have a blood clot and that is leg cramps. Yes. I've heard that. You've heard that, right? That's right. not one that is a surprise to you. People who've experienced a blood clot in the legs say that they felt cramps or pain that's similar to a Charlie horse. We've mm-hmm. all had a Charlie horse in our lives before, yes. right? Leg aching, pain, and cramping can be the result of what they call deep vein thrombosis, Mm. which is a blood clot that forms in a major vein. Oftentimes, it's in the lower limbs, like your your, uh, legs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can develop slowly, or they can appear suddenly, specifically after prolonged time sitting or in a cramped position, like on a long-distance flight. You've Mm -hmm. probably heard about... Blood clots that can happen yep. on long-distance flights. Yep. Uh, they say ignoring a blood clot in the leg for even a day can end up in a pulmonary embolism, which is much more dangerous. That's according to Christine Arthur, who is an MD. She's an internist at Orange Coast Medical Memorial Center. Uh, a pulmonary embolism can occur if a portion of the clot in the leg breaks off and then it travels through your circulatory system into the lungs. About one in three people with a, a DVT or a, a deep vein thrombosis, we'll have a pulmonary embolism, which is a medical emergency that can really be life-threatening. Yes, it can be. So you don't want to just nope. ignore those leg cramps. Nope. That's the first Absolutely one. not. Number two, discolored skin. Hmm. A blood clot disrupts normal blood flow, and that can result in discolored skin, which is a common blood clot symptom. Uh, if an area of one leg appears to be red or has a different color in any way, a blood clot is one possible cause. 
This symptom should be checked by your doctor according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And speaking of the skin, another sign to watch out for is that your skin is warm to the touch. Mm-hmm. So uh, variations in your temperature where a clot uh, may have formed uh, could, could be something that you want to keep your eye on. Much like the discoloration, this is caused by a disruption of blood flow. If this temperature variation continues and you have an increased risk of blood clots, like a family history of it, for example, you ought to call your doctor. Usually these three symptoms appear together, your warm skin, your leg cramps, and your discolored skin. Those are things you want to watch out for. Now, you do have to be careful. If you're wearing those those holy jeans... You yes. might have warm legs and discolored, but it's because of the holes in your jeans, not because you have a blood clot. So just, just so be aware of what you're wearing. A little common sense, right? Yes. A little, for, especially for the you know the teenage girls that, that love those holy jeans. Just a little yes. common sense should be applied right. there. A couple of other things really quickly that you should watch out for. Swelling is one of the yes. symptoms. Swelling in the arm, hand, foot, ankle, or leg is one of the most common signs of a blood clot. That's mm-hmm. again, according to the Center for Disease Control. And finally, excessive sweating. Wow. When you pair that together with all the other things, just, you know, after you work out and you're sweating, that's, that's not normal. necessarily no. a symptom I wasn't even going to go there, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's paired with other symptoms, excessive sweating can be one of the blood mm. clot symptoms that you just shouldn't ignore. If you're having these symptoms, you might be experiencing a blood clot and you should seek medical attention. Uh, so, Jeff, hopefully you know a little bit more about blood clots that you didn't no, know before. Just a, just a story of warning. And this yeah. is a true story. When I was in, high, well, just after I got out of high school, a few years out of high school, our women's soccer coach was out scrimmaging with the girls. Okay. He got kicked in the leg, which formed a which blood formed clot. Which formed a blood clot. And then it went and gave him a heart attack. He got a heart attack and he died. Wow. So see, that's a serious thing. It is. It really is. So you really do have to be cautious of keep, it. Keep your eye on it, right? And, right? and if you ever have any questions about anything, really, but right. blood clots in particular that we're talking about, always err on the side of caution. Check that's with true. your doctor, right? Right. Today's guest, Jeff, is a fitness expert who was born in Glencoe, Minnesota, Jim Engel, among other academic successes, is certified as a master fitness specialist. He's received his exercise is medicine certification along with his wellness director certification and his health health coach and lifestyle certifications as well. He's played college basketball and qualified for six national senior games competitions. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you. It's good to be here. So uh, we're calling you. You're in Minnesota. Yes, I am. And it's cold. It is very cold <laughs> up here. So uh, I heard this morning on uh, on the television that it's like way below zero. What what are you at right now with your wind chill? Um, thirty to thirty five below. That is freezing cold. That, in fact, that's well below freezing cold. That that's I would classify that as darn cold. <laughs> that's it's darn very cold. cold. You wouldn't know it. I'm looking outside a nice clear window right here with bright. Blue sunny skies, but the but the temperature You'd and the think wind. It was summer out there, yeah. Except for the snow on the ground. Until you step outside, <laughs> man. Well, Jim, we're glad you could join us today, and glad we could keep you indoors at least for a little while while we visit. So, I, I want to talk about uh, some of your expertise in uh, health and wellness. But before we get into that, I'm just curious about your basketball career. It sounds like you've been a little bit of a baller in your lifetime. Uh, you said you played at in college. Which college did you play for? Uh, Grand Valley State, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. And were you able to play all four years? I uh, sat out my senior year with a bad knee. Oh, man. Injuries. You didn't have a blood clot in that knee, did you? No. That's, no, that's no, good. No. That's good. <laughs> It sounds like you uh, you also have gone on. You've you've coached some basketball as well. Are you still coaching basketball? 
Uh, I coach some people who might want to learn how to play. Okay. I don't necessarily am attached to any team or anything, but I work on a native uh, reservation in uh, kind of east central Minnesota, and the kids that want to play ball, I just kind of go out and still help them do it. Yeah, help them work on their format, their dribbling, their their shooting skills, those kinds of things, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, that sounds good. I'm, I'm curious, you, you, you've played ball. Uh, is that the sport that you play at the National Senior Games basketball? I sprint. I do okay. a 50, 100, 200, and 400 meter sprints. Okay, so you kind of left the ball and the baller lifestyle behind, and now you've become it a wasn't sprinter. wasn't passionate for him. <laughs> I, well, actually, I'm, I'm considering changing back and doing some basketball and doing some pickleball. Okay. All right. Both great sports. Tons of fun. Lifetime sports. You can you can do those and, until you don't want to do them anymore in most cases, unless injury prevents you from doing that. But uh, but sprinting is also a fun one and uh, just a chance to kind of pit yourself against the guy sitting next to you in that lane. There, there's something intriguing and motivating and exciting about that. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no so, you, so you've been competing. And it's, it's a camaraderie, too. I Absolutely. Mean, I've been in the six nationals, and I have friends scattered through the United States now because of it. It's really fun. Isn't that the great part of especially senior sports is those friendships that you make from all over the place? You want to beat them, and you want to have a good time, <laughs> and you want to encourage them to do the best that they can. But, yeah, it's all in fun. Which, which is so great because it feels like those are opposing um, principles. But but when you get around a senior athletic event, the National Senior Games, the Huntsman World Senior Games, the Minnesota Senior Games, whatever that happens to be, when you get around these senior athletes, that is the way that it is, Jim. I mean, it, it, you, you're rooting for your competition. Uh, of course, you want to do your best. You want to beat them, like you said. But it's kind of a celebration at the finish line, and everybody's just enjoying one another. And that's one of the great things, I think, about senior sports. It certainly is. Yep. So you have several certifications uh, when it comes to health and wellness. Um, I mentioned uh, a number of the certifications that you hold, a master fitness specialist, a wellness director certification, health coach certification, lifestyle coach certification, um, sounds like you're you're kind of ingrained in the health and wellness uh, industry and in that concept. Um, what are some of the things that you try to teach your clients when you're working with them with all these different certifications and trainings? One of the first questions I will ask them is, "How old do they want to be?" So I and they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I like that question because it's it's a it's an intriguing one, right? Exactly. And um, it, it, uh, you can train your body to be as really as old as you choose to be. And it's all a matter of your cardiovascular fitness and how that is measured. So get into that just a little bit. I, I uh, am, am familiar with a couple of different screenings and, and tests that that uh, people can undertake to say, okay, this is what my actual life, my actual age is versus my calendar age. Um, how are you determining that? Like, how are you helping people understand how old they really are versus what the calendar tells them? The, uh, 
maximum age, maximum heart rate is considered to be 220 beats a minute. Okay. Subtract your age from that, and that will give you your age-related maximum heart rate. Now, are you taking your heart rate? Okay, so you, you, so so you're, taking you're just you're just taking two twenty minus your age, and that tells you your heart age. So I'm sixty two. So you take two twenty from sixty two, and that's what my maximum heart rate should be. Well, technically, yes, a, a doctor is going to tell you that. Uh-huh. I personally, my age related maximum heart rate is one hundred and fifty beats a minute. I warm up at 165 beats a minute, and when I'm done with my competition, I'm somewhere around 200 beats a minute. So how that do you is the conditioning of the heart? Okay, okay. So that's what I was going to say. So, so that seems to me like that's an indication that you've got a relatively healthy heart. That of about a 20 year old. <laughs> that sounds like that's a pretty healthy heart. <laughs> Being Show 70, off. Yeah. <laughs> pretty healthy heart. So obviously that's a, a function of your conditioning and, and the sprinting and, and the just the exercise and the health and wellness that you're doing. How do you help others achieve that level of fitness? I mean, that's pretty impressive, but how what do you do? How do you help others achieve that? Um my title right now, my working title is fitness coordinator for the Malax Band of Ojibwe. My primary responsibility is to those with diabetes and chronic disease. And I take them from where they are, which is a very unconditioned heart. Yeah. And, and just start, you know, slow walking into maybe some jogging into doing a lot of different types of exercise. But the main exercise we do is what they are considering the Tabata, which is what CrossFit is based upon. Okay. So it's a combination of aerobic and anaerobic, more interval training. And that is called? Bringing your heart rate up and then letting it come back down, bring it back up again. And yeah. And that is called called Tabata? Tabata. Okay. Japanese exercise physiologist. Okay, I'm I'm unfamiliar with that phrase. I certainly have heard of CrossFit, but uh, Tabata is a is a similar type of interval training where you're doing a variety of different movements and exercises. Is that is that fair to say? Yes. Um, for years, up until just really quite recently, exercise professionals felt that you could not combine an aerobic and an anaerobic exercise and that's what Tabata proved that you can do and it has become the choice exercise so just give us some examples of what you are doing for your um for your clients the people that you're working with that are aerobic exercises and a few that are anaerobic and what a Tabata workout might look like on Mondays and Wednesdays we have a circuit there are eight exercises which will basically target each muscle group of the body and you do exercise for 30 seconds rest for 20 seconds do exercise for 30 seconds and rest for 20 seconds and by the end of that you just don't think there's enough air in the room <laughs> i know i might as well just hear you talk about it 
You've had a pretty good workout. It's a great workout. Yeah. So, so what types of exercises, one. go ahead. What types of exercises are you doing? Are they jumping jacks? Are they knee lifts? Are they bench press? What, what kinds of things are you doing in that circuit? In that circuit, we have uh, a combination of weight exercise, uh, dumbbells, kettlebell, um, a bar for um, military press. Then we also have some sit-ups and push-ups and squats, all pretty much just body weight. Okay. So it's a combination. And then what are they doing for the cardio? Well, that cardio is hitting you. You uh, do as many squats as you can in 30 seconds, and you're sucking air. I get it. Okay, I get it. I so get what you're saying. I, I suck air after two, so that, that counts? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. If, that's, uh, <laughs> if that has jacked your heart rate to that point, it does count. You, you work at your own pace. So what do you need besides the squats? Um, the push-ups. I'll go around the circle. You got squats, then a standing row, then uh, curls, a Russian twist, push-ups, kettlebell squat, and then an ab station, and then a military press. And you're doing as many as you can in that 30 seconds, and then you're basically taking the 20 seconds to walk over to the next exercise or equipment. Yep. And I, I, I've done circuit uh, exercises before, and, and I will agree that it is a workout. You get to the end of the circuit, and you're tired. There's no question about it. It gets that heart rate up. It helps with the muscles. Um, it's both, as you say, aerobic and anaerobic. And uh, I think that there's a lot of research that backs up that that's the right way to, to approach exercise. I, I think that uh, it makes a lot of sense. We uh, Yeah, it really does. And it is proven that uh, an aerobic workout only will burn 100 calories per mile, where a weight workout will burn four times the amount of calorie. So not just from the heart standpoint, which is obviously very important, but even from just a calorie burning standpoint, it's something that maybe you ought to take a look at. Very much so, yeah. It's considered the exercise to do now. So that sounds like that if I weigh, if I'm heavyweight, like I am, then if I walk, I'm going to burn four times as many calories as if I were a lightweight when I would go for a walk. I'm that extra weight. <laughs> I think you might get 120 instead of 100. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're listening the, to the, uh, the, the thing to also look at there is a weight workout. Resistance training workout will burn calorie 24 hours after the workout, where an aerobic workout will only burn calorie until your heart rate goes back to its resting rate. Mm-hmm. They call that the afterburn effect, right? Yes, yes. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with fitness expert Jim Ingle. We're talking about circuit training, Tabata training specifically. And some of the incredible benefits, uh, cardiovascular as well as strength. Um, I, I, I liked when you started the uh, to introduce this idea. I liked that you you mentioned you're working with some clients that may have some health issues that they're kind of struggling with, and and we all have things that we're working with. But I like that you said we take them where they are, and then we go from there. Right. Exactly. Yep. 
and that's how I have people who cannot walk on a treadmill for three minutes when we start. And those people I will take almost immediately into a machine weight workout where they can work for a longer period than the three minutes or whatever they'd be on the treadmill. So you can lift weights longer than you would be walking. And it is more effectual, effective for you. Yeah, you're burning more calories. It's, it's helping uh, strengthen your muscles, your skeletal system as well. And then, of course, the, the heart is strengthened through that, that process. Um, you mentioned about sucking wind by the time you get done with those exercises, which, again, I can attest does definitely happen. Uh, you also talked about uh, oxygen being the elixir of life. Talk a little bit about that and how important um, it is to, to kind of push yourself and, and breathe heavy through an exercise. You know, we can go an extended period without eating, and many of us probably should, <laughs> and, and we can go an extended period without drinking. But how long can you go without breathing? Not very long. Oxygen is, yeah, oxygen is critical to our health. The whole concept of exercise is based around making your body more oxygen efficient. At the muscular level, that's an interesting way of putting it. That's another thing. What you do with aerobics is that you're, you know, if you consider it, you're only moving your foot uh, maybe six inches off the ground if you're walking. So you may be using your knee on down. Whereas in one of our circuits, you're working um, your whole body and making all the body oxygen efficient. So it sounds like you're in a position to, to really help people improve their overall health and wellness. If someone's listening to the show and says, I'm intrigued by this Tabata concept, how would people find out more about that type of circuit exercising? Well, you can look up Tabata on the, on the Internet. It's all, it's all right there. He's got all different kinds of workouts you can do, most of them circuit-based. Um. Just look up circuit training or even CrossFit. I mean, it's all out there. How would one spell Tabata? T-A-B-A. Oh, that's pretty easy. <laughs> T-A-B-A-T-A, right? Tabata. Tabata. Tabata, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And you say that that is, uh, comes from the, uh, the Japanese originator of this style of exercise. Yes. Wonderful. He proved that it can be done. Yeah. The two can be combined, and it has become the form of exercise. And it sounds like not only can be combined, but definitely should be combined. We've got about maybe 30 seconds. Why don't you share with us something that you have learned in your life of living the active life that uh, you think might help somebody make that jump into making the decision of, of getting active? Life does not have to stop at 45. <laughs> you can be active and very active and very healthy uh, up until, you know, it just stops, I guess. I plan on running until I'm 100. I think that's a good plan. <laughs> and, Jim, I think that's fantastic advice. I think so often, unfortunately, we think, oh, I'm I'm too old for X, Y, and Z. And in reality, uh, there's there's plenty of time to still enjoy uh, all the alphabet, A through Z. Am I right? You are right, and it's never too late. So true. So true. 
Jim, that's all the I time. I have a friend who's 85 who, who started the Minnesota Senior Games at age 85. He's 90, 91 years old now and getting gold medals. Still going after it. Going after it. Jim, that is awesome. Great, great advice. And thank you for sharing your expertise and introducing us to Tabata. That's the time that we've got to visit with you. But uh, we wish you the very best and hope that sometime you'll be able to make it out here to St. George and compete in the Huntsman World Senior Games. Thank you. I plan on doing it this year. Wonderful. We'll, we'll, we'll look forward to meeting you then. Thank you. Jeff. Yes, Kyle. March 1st. Tabata, oh, sorry. Yes. March 1st. <laughs> Speaking of the Huntsman World Senior Games and participation, March 1st is the first day of registration. That's right. It's just a couple weeks away. Yeah, we're getting there. If you are 50 years of age or older, you qualify. And you ought to put that date on your calendar. Some of our sports will fill up rather quickly, so you want yes. to be ready. The dates for the 2020 games are October 5th through the 17th. Team registration is already open. We've already registered over 600 teams for the games That's this year. That's amazing. If you have any feedback for us about the show, please shoot us an email at activelife at seniorgames.net. And remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And, of course, you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere that podcasts are found. You can also find this and previous shows right on our website, seniorgames.net. So check that out. Our inspirational thought for the day, Jeff. It's just good, plain advice. You ready? I'm ready. Wake up with determination. Go to bed with satisfaction. That's great. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.